God bless you. This is Brother Dell of Gospel Repentance Ministries. I am your host, where once again, it is my endeavor to declare to you nothing but the truth. So help us God. Let's study and learn God's word together. I want to look at a passage in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. That's 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, and I'll read it to you now. It says this. The Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. Now, when most people read that passage of scripture, they are taking it, unfortunately, out of context. And I will explain in what context we should basically deliver this verse. If we go back to the earlier part of the chapter, matter of fact, to the first verse, Peter is talking to believers in particular. He is talking to believers. In verse one, it says, this is now the second letter that I am writing to you, because obviously the first letter was first Peter. And this is second Peter, beloved. And both of them, I am stirring you up your sincere mind by you know your sincere mind by way of reminder that you should remember the predictions the holy prophets and the commandment of the lord and savior through your apostles verse 3 knowing this first of all that scoffers will come in the last days with scoffing following their own sinful desires they will say where is the promise of his coming wherever since the fathers fell asleep all things are continuing as they were from the beginning of the creation they are deliberately overlooked the fact that the heavens existed long ago and the earth was formed out of water and through water by the word of God. So as a side note, this basically debunks evolution. So for those that believe that evolution or chance caused the formation of the earth, it clearly says here that the word of God is what created the world. Uh, going back, verse 6, and that by means of these that the world that then existed was deluged with water and perished. Of course, it's talking about the worldwide flood during the time of Noah. But by the same word, the heavens and earth that now exist are store, stored up for fire, being kept until the day of judgment and destruction of the ungodly. But do not overlook this one fact, beloved, that the, with the Lord one day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. Verse 9, for the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And I'll stop there. So when we hear the passage that God is not willing that any should perish, I am in complete agreement that God does not wish anyone to perish, but we know that some men will perish some have already perished into everlasting uh, darkness and everlasting uh, judgment and there are those who will be saved those of us who have sincerely believed in the Lord Jesus Christ for our soul's salvation so in 2nd Peter chapter 3 and in particular verse 9 Peter is making reference to believers that he God does not desire that any of them perish and the reason why he says that is because 
his listeners or his readers are probably most likely perplexed because of the scoffers saying, where is the promise of the Lord's coming? You know, since uh, the beginning of time, everything continues as it was since the creation. And Paul, or rather Peter, is debunking that that statement that that's not true. He says everything does not begin is not the same as it was since the creation. And also, verse 9 is a um, a verse that should be of great comfort because it it's showing the patience and the compassion of God. All those whom God has appointed to come into the kingdom have to come into the kingdom. And that's why God is uh, long suffering. And that's why it says that the Lord is not slow to fulfill his promise as some count slowness, but is patient. That is very key that he is patient toward you, not wishing that any should perish, but that all should reach repentance. And the reason why he says that is because, like I said, the readers of this letter are wondering, when is the Lord going to come back? Is he going to come back at all? Because a lot of them believed that the Lord could come back in their lifetime. And the delay was obviously probably bringing some into doubt. And then you, on top of that, you have people who are mocking the word of God and mocking the believers who are waiting for his return. And they're saying, when is he coming back? They're saying, uh, where's the promise of his coming? You guys said he was coming, so where is he? And so Peter has to reassure his audience that God is coming back. But the reason why he has not returned yet, because he is waiting for all those whom he has chosen to come into the kingdom to get into the kingdom. And once they are in the kingdom through the preaching of the gospel, then the end will come. But that time has not yet come. There is still work for us to do as the church to reach the those who have been chosen but have not made a confession of Jesus Christ yet. There is still a holy seed in the earth that has to be reached with the gospel message. And in other words, there are those who are the sheep of Christ, but they're currently lost. They have not been converted yet. They have been chosen, but they're not saved. And we need to understand the difference between being chosen or elect and being saved. The chosen part happens before we're born. Matter of fact, the Bible talks about us being chosen before the foundation of the world in Ephesians chapter one. But salvation is something that we as human beings have to uh, agree to. In other words, in order for us to be saved, we have to exercise faith or belief in Jesus Christ. That is when salvation occurs. Salvation doesn't occur before we're born. Salvation occurs in our lifetime, in this time, in space. So understand that election is unto salvation. Election does not equal salvation. I hope you understand the difference. So when Second Peter is, uh, in particular, Second Peter chapter three, verse nine is talking about is that God is patient toward us. In other words, toward us believers. And he's not willing that any of us should perish, but that we all should come to repentance. And if God is not willing in this instance for those who are chosen, then we will not perish. Every person that God has chosen in eternity past will at some point in time in space and time will come to saving faith exactly when God determines they will come to saving faith. So that is the import 
of Second Peter chapter 3, verse 9, when it says that God is not willing that any should perish. Contextually speaking, it is making reference to believers. It's not making reference to the unbeliever. That does not mean, however, that God is not concerned with those who are unbelieving because if you read in Ezekiel chapter 33 it says that uh, God does not take delight in the destruction of the wicked but that they turn from their wicked way and he says turn back turn back why would you die O house of Israel so in particular there he is talking about the house of Israel because they were in rebellion against the Lord and they also at, during that time was in, were in exile as a result of their rebellion so you can use that passage of scripture and parallel it with Second Peter in that God is not willing that man should perish because he knows what that perishing would mean that he would be forever separated from the God of, of his creation and he will be in eternal torment so Second Peter 3 9 contextually in particular is making reference to the children of God and not to the unbeliever uh, and God bless you this will conclude this podcast episode and I will check you on the next one